welcome to New Mexico Castaways. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I am speaking to you from inside a camper. It is our my brother-in-law's Jay Feather camper, Jay Feather Light, and it used to be our camper back in the day, but it has since become my brother-in-law's. But really, it's in a way, it's our family camper because he and I have started a new tradition to use this camper for all of our family adventures. And my brother-in-law, Ari, he lives in Arizona, which is where I am right now. He lives in Tucson, which is where my husband and Ari and their other brother, David, grew up with their folks. I'm actually at their house in Tucson, which our dear friends, Cecile, Paul, and their kids, Dominic and Camille, they also have another daughter, Gina, who doesn't live here, but but uh, their their kids and Paul and Cecile live here. And it's wonderful because they have allowed us to bring the camper over and have the kids play and swim and hang out while I am able to prep it. We spent the night, the kids and I um, spent the night here in the camper last night. Um, I had not put the stabilizer bars down. So it was a little rocking and rolling, but otherwise very pleasant. That loud noise you hear is the air conditioning. And I will say that's my least favorite thing about this camper is that it's the AC is all or nothing. You can't just put it on light AC um, and kind of have it cool off a little bit. It has to be full blast or not at all. <laughs> so last night it was funny because Viva complained this morning and said, I was freezing last night. And I was laughing because we're in Arizona where it is so hot. Um, we're in the middle of summer. It is mid-June, toward the end of June. It's June 21st. It's actually the first day of summer, actually, technically, the summer solstice. So she was freezing last night, but that's just because we can't turn the AC down. And I did try to first have it where we just had the windows open, uh, but that's way too hot. So there's no middle ground, um, but the, the good news is we're going to be heading up to cooler climates, and that was a big part of why we're doing this trip. My brother-in-law has a wedding to go to in Oregon, which um, a little ironically, we went to a wedding in Oregon, in uh, White Salmon, Oregon, this time last year, I think it was. And we took the ca this camper all the way up from Arizona up to Washington State. We had such a great time, loved it so much that we're doing a repeat performance uh, up the coast and uh, continuing our adventures. But what I'm doing right now is cleaning the camper because it is filthy and needed some serious attention. So while the kids are pretty entertained, they actually, it looks like they stopped swimming and they are, went inside to cool off or get out of the sun or whatever. And so um, while they're doing that, I am in here prepping and putting away groceries and trying to get things situated. And then I'm going to scrub, I scrubbed everything except the floors because that's going to be last because they're a hot mess. The challenge with small living, small space living, which by the way, when you live in a in an RV, it's called full-time families. Living in an RV is like living in as a full-time RV person. Um, and there's a whole movement of people that do that and live in campers and travel the country and travel in other countries. But 
we are, I, I guess we're temporary full-time family in, in this camper, but it's a lot like living on a boat. And if you are new to my channel, um, you're going to hear me talk about boats a lot because we just moved off of the Dawn Treader, which was our floating home, a Lagoon 450 sailing catamaran, uh, which we lived on for almost two years. And we just sold her and moved off of the Dawn Treader. I guess it's been about a month now. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to mention that a lot. So I hope you don't mind because that is still fresh in my mind. But one of the, the things about living in a boat, on a boat, and it is the same about living in a camper, is that you have limited space and you have to be vigilant about making sure everything is put away and put in a way that is easy to, to find and easy to manage and doesn't go flying when you're underway. Um, so right now I'm putting things in the cabinets and I'm just generally trying to get a handle on what we have, what we need, and cleaning the heck out of the place. Because if you have dirty floors and those dirty and people walk around with their dirty feet on the dirty dirty floors, or the, their feet on the floors which are dirty, then the, you end up with dirty beds and dirty everything else, which nobody wants. So I am trying to do the upfront work to get everything put away and cleaned before we start. So then we will be vigilant, hopefully, <laughs> about trying to make sure everything stays clean and, and working together to make sure of that. So uh, that is, we have to start out with it clean or it will never stay clean for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm working on here in the camper. I have lived in Arizona before. I was a reporter at Fox 10 News in Phoenix, Arizona. And I have done live reports up in, like outside in the noon sun uh, in Phoenix, but I forgot how hot it is. <laughs> it's been a while. I think when you're working in a market, your body just gets used to whatever the temperature is and you, you know, you, it's, it is what it is. And yeah, you know, it's hot and you complain about the heat, but you don't remember how hot until you leave and come back. And then you're like, whoa, that is, that is some hotness. I'm amazed how, how hot it is. So I don't love the AC, the constant use of AC. And I, in particular, am opposed to like every time we go into a building from, you know, you go from outside to inside, you're like blasted with Arctic freezing air. Uh, so I don't love that. But sometimes a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. And right now, in order to prep this camper, I've got to have the AC on or I would die and then we wouldn't be going anywhere. So you will hear me working as we talk. It's been interesting being back here and there's been a lot of a lot of changes. A lot of things stayed the same. Our friends who are renting the house have done many, many things uh, to improve the property. And they've part of part of the deal is they live in the house because a house needs to be lived in and they love it. And they such a big part of our, our um, history with my mother-in-law, uh, Camille. I mean, Cecile was one of my mother-in-law's best friends. And um, so she's, she lives here and it's, it's a really wonderful way to honor mom and dad's memory. So they maintain the house and it works out nicely for both families. But it's so strange to come back and each time something different. And this is 
this is just kind of more a commentary on how life changes and and how I think part of what I fear as a not just a full-time traveling family but you know taking our kids out of school and homeschooling and living on a boat and um, going on all these adventures is you worry that your kids are missing out on you know regular school and traditional friendships and you know, you just worry. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing for your family. That's what we all want. And I think that's pretty much what most humans want if they're healthy. They want, you know, to make sure they're, the decisions we make are positively impacting our, our children. But it's interesting because I realize more and more everywhere I go that no matter how much you try to think I don't want to mess up my kids. I don't want, you know, all these changes to be upsetting to them. I don't want, you know, I want to protect them from heartbreak and all the things that come from growing up and having someone hurt you or whatever. But that's part of life. And that's, I'm learning more and more and more every step of the way that even if we had stayed in one place and had never left New Mexico, things would have changed. Many of the things that we thought we knew when we left, um, whether it's friendships or connections or more specifically friends who like they were married when we left. And all of a sudden, you know, through Facebook, you see that, oh, they not only are no longer married, but they each have new people in their lives. And, you know, there's pictures of the kids with this new set of parents and the other new set of parents and, you know, just all of the changes that just inevitably come from uh, life. And we've talked about it a lot. My, my kids, you know, they, in some ways, yeah, they miss the normalcy sometimes of their former lives. And I think more and more when we talk to friends back home or wherever, one of the stops along the way, and we find out like that Ahava's favorite gym, for example, you know, they, there was a big change in management and the people that ran it aren't uh, running it together anymore. And the gym has, you know, changed tremendously or in the past things have happened where like a coach that she loved left the team unexpectedly or, you know, just stuff, life. And so as I'm here, in a familiar place that is really a, another home to us. It's been interesting because I'm not staying in the house, um, which is the house that I basically spent the beginning of my relationship with my husband calling this my second home. You know, we I would always come visit his parents. We'd stay here very, very frequently since we have been together almost 20 years. And, it, you know, no matter, even if we had not been travelers, everything would be different now than it was then. And and that realization that just, you know, things change along the way and being here in this space and, you know, being here without mom and dad and seeing the differences in how the, the house is now. And, and um, it's just interesting. I'm very introspective right now because this is one of my special favorite places. And it is really nice to see people who love the house, staying in the house and taking care of the house. And they do it differently than I would, right? I mean, it's not a shrine to my in-laws because they have passed, they have gone, you know, they, they're they not with us anymore. 
And so seeing the changes is hard, but it's also um, uplifting because, you know, somebody is taking care of it. And, you know, that's, that's really nice. And so being here and being able to see that is helpful. This time around, we had an interesting surprise. Cecile and Paul, they built a trail around the property here in Tucson. In Tucson, if you know Tucson at all, it's up up against the mountains. Catalina State or Catalina Mountains um, is where their house is, and they they built a they they built a trail, a nature trail, in honor of my in laws. And it's really cool and it goes around the property and it's neat because you can walk around and you can see, you know, a place where critters will go across the trail and you can go out for a morning walk. And it's, it's really special and it's really different, <laughs> right? Because this was just kind of wild nature before and that was um, part of the appeal. But it also is a wonderful tribute to my in-laws. So it's a, it's an example i guess of how something can change and be wonderful and at the same time you know leave you feeling like huh i don't i don't know i don't have any ill feelings about the choice to build the trail it's just the acknowledgement and realization that change continues and people you know that you love move on you know pass on and and then things change also because of that. And so, yeah, just that's what's on my mind right now. Uh, that and the fact that it's hotter than the surface of the sun here in this area. But yeah, I'm making progress. I want to uh, take a break, check the recording, and then I'm going to start mopping the floor. But I'll be right back. All right, I'm back and I am uh, hot. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Uh, that's kind of the theme when you're in Tucson in the summer and trying to prep a camper. It's going to be hot. No brain surgeries there. Uh, but anyway, just wanted to touch base again. I got the floor mopped. I've got all the surfaces clean in the camper. I have the pullout in, which is basically the extension. So the way this little camper is, it's really very cool. It has a uh, bunk bed in the front and the back is a king size bed, which normally when you're underway or when you're driving, it's it's in because it's called a pullout, and so it it is stored in the camper. But when you once you get to your location, then you uh, extend it, and then you have more living space. But it's nice for for maneuvering around um, traffic, you don't have that massive, massive behemoth vehicle like driving one of the buses or, you know, big, big RVs. So the slide out makes it feel spacious once you extend it, but much more manageable for me as the driver. Uh, so I got the slide out in, which means I had, there's the area, the living space area is the, the dining room. So there's a table with chairs and that converts into a bed. And then there's like the living room. I mean, it's all part of the same thing, but basically the living area is, um, has a couch. And so when you're storing or getting ready to leave, you, you put those things flat, like in the bed position. 
And so I flattened the table, flattened the couch, and now I'm, um, and then I pulled in the, the slide out. So that's done. Um, I still have, I'm prepping the truck to get it ready to go as well. And that's a huge ordeal because, because we're a full-time traveling family, I think the biggest challenge for me is remembering where things need to be when and not carrying too much stuff if you can help it. So that's that's a bigger challenge than I probably anticipated. And it always seems like when I'm getting ready to leave an area and I go, OK, we're, I want to be on the road by noon. That was my goal today. Well, it's like three thirty and we're not on the road yet. We're only driving four hours today because we're driving to Flagstaff, Arizona, um, which hopefully will be much cooler because it's a much higher altitude. But, you know, it'll have shade, trees, and stuff like that. We're going to be staying at a KOA campground, which if you don't know what that is, I actually didn't know either until recently. And in the recent, like, being last year when we took this trip, I think, uh, started to realize that there's a, a company called KOA, and they have campgrounds all over the country. And they seem to be some of the most, the nicest, the ones that we prefer to be in, especially with a family. I feel pretty safe at most, at, I think all the KOAs I've been to, I've felt very safe. And um, they usually have full hookups, and, meaning water and electricity and sewer at many of them, or at least a place to dump the sewer if they don't have it right at that site that you're staying at. So we are staying at a KOA in Flagstaff tonight. So that's a relief because even though we are getting a late start, I know I picked a spot. The the one that I picked was pull through, which means pull through, which means that you don't have to back up in order to park. Like you don't have to back into the space because for me, that is very stressful when you're trying to drive this camper plus the Ford F-150 pickup truck that is hauling the camper and trying to back into a spot. That to me is the most stressful part of trying to drive around the country with this camper. Uh, In fact, yesterday when I was trying to move the camper into my brother-in-law's complex to start the preparation process. I had to turn around. I was trying to turn around, but it's a, it's kind of, it's not an apartment complex, but it's, it's laid out like, like one. So when you come in, there's the, the area where you pull in and then parking is to the right. And there's a a gate um, because, you know, you need a code to get in. And so there's a gate and you go through the gate. And then there's this area where I'm able to park the camper, Uh, but it's very tight. And so we needed to turn it around so that when the time came, we could pull out when we were done. Well, easier said than done. That was quite a challenge to pull that off. Um, and I, I finally did it, but it, it wasn't before. I want to say it took me about an hour to get it where we, we really wanted it. Um, we were making progress, like kind of inching back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but feeling very frustrated. And I finally stopped myself, paused and said, OK, I, I don't need to be stressed out right now. Let me take a breath, step out of the vehicle and then regroup. And so I did that. And then Ziva got out of the car. Um, my brother-in-law had a phone call he had to be on. So so Ziva and Christina, who are both, well, Christina's 10, Ziva's 11. They got out of the car and they helped direct me to get the car, uh, the truck backed in 
more effectively so that I could then hook it up because I wanted to test the system and make sure everything was working. And so I needed to plug into power in order to do that. Well, in order to plug in, I had to back in. So it was, it was really challenging. To me, that is the hardest part of doing this camper thing because it's, you know, it's not like camping, camping. I know many people out there are probably going to poo-poo that we're not, this is not camping. And I get that. This is not, you know, tent camping and, and with no luxuries, but that's not our kind of stuff. There's lots of people who love that. I like this kind of camping where I can take our stuff uh, with us and at the end of the day, even, you know, if I want to take a shower, have a shower because that the camper has a shower. I like that. I like to have those comforts um, and a toilet and a microwave and a little little kitchenette. Not just not really a kitchenette, a kitchen because it's got a, an oven and a stove. So um, it may not be your idea of camping. And I get that. But for me, it is wonderful. And I really, really like this way of doing things. And so I'm prepping the camper. But it has been a lot longer than I thought. And I'm a, you know, I, part of me thinks, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm running late and I should be on the road and I should this and I should that. And I try to remind myself of somewhere along the way, I heard someone say, you need to stop shooting yourself. <laughs> Sounds vulgar, but is hilarious when you think about it. Because, you know, I'm the one that's determining what we're doing. I'm the one that's setting the pace. I love the fact that the kids got to swim and be here at my in-law's old house and and just be joyful together. So why am I going to be stressing us all out because I had a timetable? So that is Viva. She just opened the door. Please close the door so the AC stays in. And I'm going to pause this so I can find out what's going on. Okay. All right. So I'm back. And that was Ziva and Christina. And then shortly followed by Samuel, all wondering, where are we going? What are we doing? And I'm hungry, which is totally fair because I've been starving the children. But uh, I said, we will be done soon. Let's get the last minute things packed up. And uh, hopefully we'll be on the road, at least heading to go get EGs in the next half hour. Um, if you don't know what EGs is, then you've never been to Tucson because they're only in Tucson as far as I know. And they're fanta- it's fantastic. It's a sandwich shop that makes fresh, delicious sandwiches. And uh, every time we're in Tucson, we stop to make sure we get an EGs um, because it is awesome. So we're going to get EGs on our way out of town. That's the plan. So um, I was trying to put it off as long as I could. But if I don't feed them soon, the natives are going to start eating each other, and that won't be good for anyone. But anyway, I am—I do believe the end is in sight as far as getting some of the stuff packed up. Of course, then I have to fit my brother-in-law and all his stuff in here, too. I'm right now putting suitcases in spots so that they won't go flying when we actually start moving and uh, getting our electronics off of the charging area, the shelf where I have them all uh, charging because that would be bad when we go um, drive. And it just makes me laugh because it really is like uh, when we're prepping to get underway in a boat. At the end of the 
prep process. I uh, make sure that everything has been secured, put down in uh, in a way that doesn't so it won't go flying when we finally start moving. And yeah, that's very similar. And also the kids start whining and are hungry and tired and 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 before I'm quite ready to go. Uh, but the good news is once we finally get on the road, they should conk out <laughs> because they have been swimming and swimming and having a great time. And pretty soon their energy will be all gone because they've been going nonstop. So I'm going to wrap this up. Hopefully I will be able to check in along the way. I, I'm going to try really hard to make a point to have me time in the mornings. Uh, normally I have my quiet writing time during that time. And so I'm going to really try to wake myself up early, especially because my body's kind of still on Tucson, I mean, on Austin time. So I should be able to train myself now before we get uh, too far into this time zone uh, to wake up early. If I can wake up at five, then I could record an episode and do some work on my book, which is what I've been really wanting to focus on and work on and not just blow it off. Because if I don't make it a priority and schedule it, everybody else's things become more important and the kids wake up and they want my attention, Samuel in particular, because he's a little morning boy. He likes to wake up early. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to make that commitment to you. I'm saying it out loud so I can't go back on that. And I'm going to just say I am going to make a point to wake up early so that I can do some recordings on this trip and continue work writing my story, our our family's live-aboard story along the way. So please, uh, yeah, hopefully by the time you you uh, hear this, I will be like, oh, that book has already been published. <laughs> and I have like 20 episodes of this podcast already in the can. At least that's what I'm I'm going for. So I hope wherever you are, your family is having wonderful adventures or friends who are like family, uh, wherever you are. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. And uh, as the Manic Mommies, my all-time favorite podcast used to say, um, tell three friends about it. So go ahead and tell your friends about my New Mexico castaways, also known as Rosalinda's Ramblings. Uh, take care. Thanks for listening. Bye. Is this-